Hello, this is Pastor Tim Sims. Welcome to the St. John Chester Podcast, reaching out to you with the good news of Jesus during this time of social distancing. This podcast is a follow-up to the one I did last, where we talked about or questioned what the significance of Jesus' ascension is. Why is this considered on the church calendar to be just as big a holiday as Jesus' birth, his death, and his resurrection? And at the same time, why has it kind of become the Rodney Dangerfield of church holidays? It gets no respect. By the way, my apologies for that horrible Rodney Dangerfield impersonation on the last podcast. I won't do that to you again. But it doesn't get any respect. Lots of times this holiday comes and goes and nobody even realizes it has happened. And yet it is of the greatest significance among the things in Jesus' ministry. His death his resurrection, and his ascension go hand in hand in who he is as our Messiah. We learn from several Bible passages in the Old and New Testament that Jesus' ascension actually fulfills prophecies about Jesus being the Messiah. In places like Daniel chapter 7 and Psalm 47 and Psalm 110, the ascension is referred to with the Messiah seated at the right hand of God. And that's exactly what happens in Jesus' ascension. Jesus' ascension, therefore, also gives him authority over all heaven and earth. Now, it's not just his ascension that does that. There would be no ascension if there wasn't a death and resurrection first. They all go hand in hand, but the ascension is equally important. It's also important because, believe it or not, we're all better off if Jesus ascends into heaven instead of remaining here on earth as he was walking and talking in his earthly ministry. And that's exactly what Paul was getting at in the Ephesians text we looked at last time we had our podcast. I'm going to begin reading at verse 18 of Ephesians chapter 1. I'm going to skip around a bit, but listen to this. Having the eyes of your hearts enlightened, that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you. What are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints? And what is the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe, according to the working of his great might, that he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion, and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. He gave him as head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. You see, just as Jesus had promised and talked about in John chapter 16, it's better that he goes to the right hand of the Father in heaven so that the Holy Spirit can come, and then Jesus isn't limited to being wherever he's walking and talking on earth. He can actually be wherever the Holy Spirit does the work of word and sacrament. That's how he fills all in all, through the word, the gospel, with the Holy Spirit breaking our hearts and bringing us to repent and receive Christ's forgiveness in faith, which he works in our hearts. The Holy Spirit coming into us in baptism and making us his temple. The Holy Spirit using the Lord's Supper, the very bread and wine, 
to give us Christ's very body and blood for our forgiveness, life, and salvation. All this happens because Jesus ascended and then the Holy Spirit descends to us at Pentecost. So you see, the ascension is very important and a great blessing to you. Because Jesus ascended into heaven, he is, as promised in Matthew 28, with you now, always, even to the very end of the age, through the gifts of his Spirit and through the work of his church. Thank you, Jesus, for ascending into heaven and ruling over all heaven and earth. The Lord be with you.